Hey everybody, and welcome to Podcast 43. I'm tentatively calling this Bites of Bits because I don't really know what I'm going to talk about, and so I think I might wind up talking about a bunch of little tiny topics. But, you know, I, I'm fairly rambly overall. But usually I have, you know, bigger sections that turn into big rambles. This time, I don't really know what I'm going to talk about besides one thing, which will probably wind up being pretty short. So I think there might be a bunch of little short sections this time. But it's okay. Um, You know, hopefully it'll be a good time for everybody. Enjoy the show! A few weeks ago, Genesee of the Gray Area asked for submissions about our best gaming moments. I couldn't think of one until a little bit after the show aired, so I kind of missed my chance there. I've been video gaming as long as games have existed, and gaming overall a little bit longer than that. I have so many years of memories that it's all kind of blurred together at this point. But one thing that stood out that is probably a defining moment for me, especially I guess you could say the rabbit side of me, is that way back in 99 in EverQuest, I was hunting in, I think it was East Commons, for those of you who have played, and there was this road, and along the road there was sort of a guard post and a crossbar running across the road. You know, it didn't block it, you could just walk around it. But at the guardhouse, there was one guard in front of the guardhouse, and then another guard across the you know, across the road from him, about I don't know, 10 or 15 feet away, real real distance. And there was a, a third guard that sort of wandered the perimeter. Way back in the early days of EverQuest, it took you forever to recover mana or hit points. So I was soloing out there. This, these were guards who did not like me. They were a different faction. But since I did have to sit on my butt for five plus minutes, I recall, to get back, you know, enough mana to go out and fight again, I would sit on this hill, sort of overlooking the guard post, and, you know, I could watch the other people walk by and, you know, see who was resting and who was fighting in my area. And there was one particular halfling who kept coming back. There weren't gnomes, so halflings were the short race, from what I recall. And he was a good faction, so the guards, you know, did like him, so he would go and sit between the guards. And so, you know, over the course of an hour or two, I would come back to my hill, he would be over there, we'd wave at each other, hey, hey. And once I sat down, and it put up the notice, it begins to rain. I do recall there was some rain animation to go along with that, but what struck me as odd was that after a few seconds after it said, you know, it begins to rain, I saw the halfling get up from his position in the middle of the road, which, you know, is the ideal position for protection because then it's within the range of both guards. He gets up and he moves out to under the little guardhouse, where only, you know, one circle of guard protection is in, you know, theory. And I said, what are you doing? And he said, oh, I don't want to get wet. And I'm like, but it's virtual rain. It's not actually going to get you wet. There's, you know, no stat hit or anything. It, it doesn't affect your vision. You know, why are you doing it? And he said, oh, it just makes me feel better. And so this was sort of the, the triggering moment for me to really get into figuring out psychology and sociology revolving around gaming, and it sort of sparked uh, a lot of writing about my days in EverQuest and, and my adventures there, and I'll put a, a, a link to that in my show notes. 
I've linked it before, so you know it'll it'll be familiar to those who have seen it before. But I thought that was you know pretty much a defining moment for me. I've always been sort of into psychology and motivation and sociology of people in general, but this specifically you know relating to gaming, it was like wow. It's like I I never really thought about how those connect to gaming. And being in 1999, you know, this was the first MMOG, and this was when games really started to pull people in in terms of psychology and sociology. And so that really, really kind of triggered uh, the start of it when it was all starting. Because before that, games were pretty much just like arcade games or, you know, or maybe they were role-playing or strategy games. But it wasn't until around, you know, EverQuest came along that psychology and sociology and motivation really came into gaming. And, you know, single-player games started getting more involved and more in-depth, and, you know, there was actual interaction with your companion characters. So this all sort of started a, a trend, I guess it were, that I found interesting ever since. And like I said, it, it sparked a lot of writing back in those days, and now, um, you know, I'm rambling about it in my podcast. So there you go. Thought it was pretty interesting. Maybe you do too. You know much that is hidden, though, Tim. Quite... brain even learn human speech i'm just so curious i had some regular listeners of the podcast ask me about the recordings they said this particular recording location sounded like a bit deeper and different voice this is probably the closest to what i would sound like once i get re-established in a home it's a pretty big space overall but there is a lot of stuff around it's my ex-garage that i am hiding in for the moment so there's a lot of boxes around, and there's some soft material. There's foam here and there that is, you know, absorbing sound. And I don't really have any sort of time constraint. I mean, you know, I'm not supposed to be here, but I am, you know, allowed to be here sometimes. But it's not like when I'm recording from work and I have this time constraint of I have to rush and, you know, finish by a certain time. I can be here, you know, as long as I need to, as long as it's, you know, safe, I don't get caught. So this particular style which is you know a little bit a little bit slower paced I guess you could say and um, I'm talking a little bit quieter and there's probably not really any echo to speak of this style is probably the closest I would sound to being in a home the other two main locations I record from are at work they're different work locations so they have slight differences between them one has a big loud machine in the background that in some recordings, you can hear it if you turn up the volume loud enough and you're listening on a, you know, actual speakers. And the other one doesn't have any noise, but, you know, they're both pretty much bare rooms, so there's a decent amount of echo. There's also a location at school that I've used a few times, which sounds really, really echoey if you have it at a higher volume. Or you happen to be listening on, you know, really good headphones that have a, a higher tonal range. So that's just a note to to toss out there to anyone who is curious about, you know, the way I sound different at different times and why I might be sounding different. I'm going in after him! Infectious boy! Oh. 
As I've been mentioning in the podcast, the Mass Effect 3 demo is now out. I thought I would toss my thoughts about it out there for people to hear. As a background for Mass Effect, the game went from being sort of this implied big threat of the Reapers in Mass Effect 2 to Mass Effect 3. It's it's basically an all-out war. They're taking over the Earth and doing all sorts of crazy destruction. So the demo starts out with that. As a little bit of background about me, I have played the first two games. I loved the first one. I played through it a few times. The second one I played through completely at least four times. I think I played a few other times outside of that, but didn't, you know, didn't complete the game. The first time was pretty much the basic game, and then the second time was there was some downloaded content, so I replayed it through, and then I replayed it through again in a harder setting, and then later on there was some more downloaded content, because, you know, I've been homeless this whole time, you know, both games were out, so there have only been brief windows I could play, so there was, you know, pretty much a big span of time in between each play session. But I have played it a ton and uh, loved it a lot each time, so I've really, really been looking forward to the third one. That being said, I have a few good things to say about it and some concerns as well. The first thing I noticed is what I would call hyper-realistic environments. They've all got super high-res textures now, so, you know, if you can set it that high, which Thankfully, it looks like I can. And the hyper-realistic textures look really, really awesome because, you know, like I said, it is a grand sort of world invasion scale when it starts the game. I guess later on, it it turns back into its sort of, you know, single mission style after that, but it all looks really awesome. I really like how awesome the environments look now. The hyper-realism on the characters seems a bit odd, I would say. There's this term called the Uncanny Valley, and I'll link that in my notes so you can read all about it. But it's basically when something, you know, computer-made looks really, really good, but isn't real enough. It hits this sort of weird point where it's like, you know, you know it's a game, so there's that. But it looks real enough, your brain is going, this doesn't quite seem right. There's something off about it. So I personally would have preferred that the hyperrealism not go into the characters and they stay, you know, sort of closer to what they were in Mass Effect 2. But I'm sure, you know, that will be okay in time. I'll probably get used to it. And, you know, it's it's a game sort of in that first new game generation, as I've been talking about now and then. And so it's, it's really, really good that they push this thing because, you know, in a few years, you don't want it to look outdated and old. So better look a little bit, you know, over the top now and and be good to go for the future. One thing that did really kind of confuse me, and I did have the the sound effects at 85%, so that might have had something to do with it, but I don't think it was low enough to be off. But what really confused me is in the previous game, the guns sounded really, really awesome. Yeah, the pistol is like, pap, pap, pap. And like, you know, the automatic rifles are like, pap, pap, pap. And it all sounded really, really awesome. And the demo, things sound off. It sounds like you're shooting with either silenced weapons or paintball weapons. The pistol's like and then the automatic rifle's like it's like what is going on here? These do not sound like real weapons at all. So I don't know. I hope they change that for final release. I hope, you know, it is something that's different. I hope maybe it gets patched if enough people like me are like what the crap? Because in the second game they sounded dead on. They sounded really great. And then, you know, we're going to war, we're upping the scale of the 
the weapons and, and the whole chaos and the destruction elements of everything. And yet the weapons get nerfed to sound like they're shooting, I don't know, like blanks or paintballs, like I said. It just seems really, really counter to what they're trying to do. Talents, on the other hand, look really solid and really great. That was one thing that in the previous games I, I felt kind of meh about because it's like you only had a few talent points, as it were. And when you upped the talents, it, it didn't really seem to make a big difference. I mean, you know, it got you more stuff, but it was just like, you know, the tree was like basically four points deep and there weren't a whole lot of talents. Now there aren't a whole lot more talents in uh, the type of talents. They're pretty much the same talents as before, it looks like. But they do have more of an actual treed structure when you go up in ranks. So I'm really happy about that. You know, the the first couple of rank ups look like there's not really much choice. But as you get a little deeper in the tree, you can do like this effect or this effect. So it's it's a bit more tree-like. And, uh, you know, so I'm I'm really happy about that because for this kind of game, I don't think you need a lot of really deep talents. But I felt like, you know, before it was a little too shallow. And now I think they've got just the, the perfect mix on it. So I'm really happy about that. Overall, like I said, it looks really good. Um, I don't know if it feels as good. The stuff with the characters, you know, is awesome. And I'm really looking forward to that. And they've shown off videos about, you know, your choices really will make a difference in, in what happens to the mission and overall. And Bioware, you know, is really good about that overall. And I'm sure it will advance, you know, the genre as it should. But like I said, because the characters do look a little bit off, and more importantly, because the weapons sound really off, I don't know if I'm going to be pulled in quite like I was with the previous games. I guess uh, time will tell. But it might be one of those sequels where it's like, you know, I love the one that came before, and this one is just kind of meh, and I wind up uh, really looking forward to the next one. I guess we'll see. I bring you pain, the kind you can't suffer quietly Fire up your brain, remind you inside your rioting Society is slipping, everything's slipping away So there has been something very, very sad that happened yesterday And I'm calling it the Cookie Post Incident and it has me very super sad and I guess distraught over it would be the correct word. So much so that today when I went to the bus to, you know, take the bus to work, I went to the wrong bus almost. I realized about halfway to the bus that I take for, you know, getting to my Monday work that I was going to the wrong bus. And I, you know, turned around and went to the right bus stop-ish, you know, slightly different one because I was in a different place. But it meant that I walked, you know, five times as far as I needed to walk because, you know, I'm so messed up about this incident. What happened is that on Facebook, a friend of a friend posted about this ice cream that she had found because she was sad that there weren't these cookies out there that are seasonal cookies. And now it's, you know, not the season for those cookies. And she missed them, but she found this ice cream she liked that, you know, reminded her of the cookies. And so I saw that, and it's like, you know, I, I don't know this person, but I do know that there are these cookies, you know, this particular brand by this particular manufacturer that are almost the exact same thing as the cookies she's missing. 
So I go in and I post, uh, you know, I talk about the cookies and, and put up a link and say, uh, you know, you might want to try them. But then my friend posted a reply to my post that basically read, you know, loosely translated. It felt to me like she was saying, stop being a creepy troll and telling people to like stuff that you like. And I'm like, you know, what the crap? You know, what did I do wrong? I just mentioned some cookies. So I, I don't know what it was about. I don't know what was going on. But I was, you know, sad and stressed out about it all yesterday. So I deleted the post. And, um, you know, in case there there was, I don't know, some reason people got hurt over my post about cookies. And I, I don't know. Because she seems like, you know, a really good close online friend. And yet this post had sort of a a feeling to it. Like I had done some sort of cruel injustice to this person and that there was you know feelings about a deeper underlying persistence of um you know similar type injustice and it's like you know where is this coming from i don't understand i'm very confused and being that you know i am emotionally um on edge all the time and my my initial reaction to things is not you know the normal reaction you know my reaction is to run and hide and and feel hurt over things like this so you know, I, I deleted it. I'm trying my best to just, you know, forget about it and, you know, see what, what happens, as it were. See, you know, if she still wants to be friends, you know, if she unfriends me. I don't know. You know, you know, maybe maybe it wasn't meant to be like that. You know, maybe it was just sort of a, a strangely phrased joking comment that she was like, you know, oh, those cookies look really yummy. Don't tempt me. But, you know, it came off as something that was like a threat or an attack. And that was really hurtful to me. And so I don't know. I don't know, you know, where we lie in terms of friendships. And, um, you know, being the scared bunny that I am these days, I, I'm just going to kind of run and hide in a corner and, um, and try to, you know, just, just wait and see what happens. But I guess the moral of the story is that, you know, we have all these online friendships now. That friendships aren't quite what they used to be back in the day. And unless you know somebody really, really well online, it's really, really hard to know what their true meaning might be behind a post. So I would say, you know, whenever you're talking to friends online, especially if it's in a post and, you know, not by voice, maybe, you know, just be very super extra careful that if something is, you know, a joking comment, you make sure that they know that or just, you know, not even do it like that, you know, just phrase it as, you know, something positive or neutral so that it can't be perceived as an attack. So that's it for this Rabbit's Ramblings podcast. Ta-da! I guess I didn't have as many small topics to talk about as I thought I would. I guess it was closer to a normal podcast than not. I am super sad about the cookie posting incident, so I don't know if I'll have anything else to talk about. And there's not really anything else that's going to happen in the, the gaming world, as it were, over the next few days. So I guess there's no real point in holding this the full week and a half, and I'll go ahead and release it you know, a little bit early. So those of you who see it early, uh, you get a bonus. And those of you future people who do not see it early, 
uh, you can listen to it when you listen to it. So that's whenever. But hopefully everybody had a good time. And um, hopefully next time I will not be sad and maybe have some more stuff to talk about. So hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks. Bye. I'm tentatively calling this bits of bites. Oh, um. I've been gaming in video games. You know, they didn't really involve psychology or sociology. It wasn't until then. Oh, I'm a big truck. Thanks a lot. He's really very gentle and fuzzy. We're becoming fast friends. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbitsramblings.html. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you friend me, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on Twitter and YouTube at rabbitdotcom. It's rabbit.com, but with not a period. When you type rabbit's ramblings, don't use the space. And be sure to put the number 1 in place of I whenever you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2012 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.